Within the Geek Cave, there lives a sarcastic woman who jumped the snark years ago. With her cynicism talisman forever upon her neck, she guides you through the cinematic wasteland. It's time for the more than monthly movie review from the GRD Cinemistress, Carol the Cat. Hello, wonderful humans. This is the Cinemistress, and I went to the movies. This is day five of the 12 days of Cinemistress, and I went to the movies and saw The Boy and the Heron. This is the latest film from Studio Ghibli, and supposedly the last film from director Hayao Miyazaki. I absolutely adore Studio Ghibli films, and Miyazaki films in particular, so I definitely was not going to miss this one in the theater. So is this a worthy send-off for a fabulous director? Let's find out. I will not be doing any spoilers for this movie. This isn't really the type of movie that has spoilers, and I can't think of anything that would benefit by an additional spoiler section, so I'm just going to leave it out this time. First, your plot. The movie takes place toward the end of World War II. A young boy named Mahito is living in Tokyo with his parents. The city is routinely being bombed, and Mahito's mother tragically dies in a hospital fire. About a year later, Mahito's father remarries to his late wife's younger sister, Natsuko, and she is already pregnant with their first child. Mahito is forced to leave the city and evacuate to Natsuko's estate in the country, where she lives with several elderly maids. Mahito's not really interested in forming any sort of relationship with Natsuko. He doesn't fit in at his new school, and he's just generally a very unhappy young man. He is also being taunted by a large gray heron that lives on the estate. When Natsuko goes missing, the, the heron invites Mahito to follow him into the spirit realm so he can find his lost mother. Only which lost mother is Mahito searching for? And that's all I'm going to tell you about the plot. Let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of this film. First, the good. It's Studio Ghibli, so naturally the film is absolutely gorgeous. Their animation is top-notch, and I always recommend watching Ghibli films on the largest screen possible. They're just beautiful to look at. And I could recommend this movie highly just for how gorgeous it looks. But it is also very thought-provoking. This is the type of movie that's going to get more and more meaning the more and more times you watch it. I've seen it twice now, and I will say the second viewing affected me a lot more than the first. This deals with a lot of heavy topics like trauma and loss and guilt. This isn't Spirited Away or My Neighbor Totoro. It has a far more adult feel. One that I really appreciated. Just don't go into this thinking you're going to get a very light-hearted, childish romp. Since Disney owns the distribution rights to Ghibli films, there is some top-notch talent behind the voices in this movie. As far as I know, this film is only available dubbed. There is no subtitled version. And since it's Disney, I will say the voice acting is top-notch, with one possible exception, which I'll get into in a little bit. In particular, a huge shout-out to Robert Pattinson, who does the voice of the, the Heron and seems to be having the time of his life. I didn't even recognize it was his voice. I just saw his name in the credits, and I was like, oh my god, that was Edward Cullen? And as usual with most Studio Ghibli films, the music is beautiful and fits the mood perfectly. The one notable voice that I didn't like takes me to the bad, and that was Christian Bale as Mojito's father. I'm not quite sure what he was doing with his accent, but every time the father spoke, it sounded so completely off. Which is odd, because Christian Bale has done some pretty great work previously with Studio Ghibli. Fortunately, the father doesn't speak all that much. 
My only other slight bad is that this movie ends very abruptly. I was really hoping for another 10 minutes of film just to give us a nice epilogue, but no, it just kind of ends, and I was rather surprised. I actually wanted a little bit more. I will also say if you're not used to Studio Ghibli films and you're going into this like for the first time, you may be put off by the scene transition. This moves very quickly and scenes come and go very quickly. This happens quite a bit in Studio Ghibli films and if you're not used to it, you might get a little confused. I don't have any ugly here. I actually really love this film and I loved it even more the second time. Final thoughts, this is another triumph for Studio Ghibli. It's rare for Ghibli to go wrong, and it's even rarer for Miyazaki to go wrong. If this is his last film, he's going on a very high note. I will miss the anticipation of a new Hayao Miyazaki film, but I will be watching his films for the rest of my life. I am given The Boy in the Heron 4.5 brains. That may go up a tiny bit on future rewatching. Like I said, every time you watch this, you're going to take away a little bit more meaning. No spoilers for this one. I just highly recommend that you watch it. This is the Cinemistress signing off. Are you sick of my voice yet? Because I'm kind of sick of my voice right now. And we're only on day five of the 12 days of Cinemistress. GRD is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 United States License. Come check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hit up our website at geekradiodaily.com. Find more of Carol the Cat at guardiansofthegeekery.com and purplehairedpixie.com. 